Hello, welcome back. Uh, this is the second episode of uh, our new playlist, The Woman in Chains. Uh, if you look, look at our other programs in the Persian Magi series, you will see that we discussed that the uh, king priests of the monotheistic religions had no choice but to unify the God under heaven. After they unified the God under heaven, only then the king and priest can be unified on earth. Therefore, they started making a male god who is alone, lonely, up there in the heaven. And for this, they had no choice but to kill the woman. But the woman could not be killed because she is the life. Therefore, what they did was to bury her alive and to put her in chains for thousands of years, just like as they have put the women of earth on chains in this kind of monotheistic societies. In Mesopotamia of ancient times, in Babylonia, Akkad, Chaldea, and Sumer, the god was Ishtar. Women and girls used to gather in the temple for sacred prostitution. They were whores because Ishtar was a whore. And they believed deeply in their heart that uh, when a woman gives her body in the way of God, uh, this is the best thing the woman can do for God. And this is a prayer, actually the highest prayer. Therefore, wholeheartedly they used to pray and they used to devote their bodies. Men, on the other hand, thought that the best thing that a woman can do for prayer for Ishtar is that they didn't think that this is unethical. If you as a man who are hearing this, you think that this is unethical, it means that the uh, new civilizations have changed you and you cannot think the way they did. You can start thinking that this is sacred. The prostitution is a worship. And the way that men of Mesopotamia and Persia at that time used to think was the most ethical man, woman or the most innocent girl who is the one who prays more or who uh, gives her body in the way of Ishtar. So they chose their future wives among those from among those prostitutes of the Ishtar temple. This was what going on in the Ishtar temple at the times of ancient Mesopotamia and other civilizations of the area. The king priests of those times, those ancient times, uh, have, were facing such a situation because women were whores and prostitutes for Ishtar, and the king priests, for their policy, had no choice but to um, bury Ishtar alive. In fact, in the level of mythology, 
you will think that Ishtar is buried alive, so what will happen in the society? The reflection in the society is that the women of the society should also be buried alive. In the society, you cannot kill all of the women, but the women or woman is the problem of the king and the priests. Therefore, they cannot kill all of the women, but they should bury them alive. What they do, they, they should destroy the Temple of Ishtar and they should prevent women from being prostitutes and whores, to, from giving their bodies in the way of God. And uh, the final step is to cover the body of the woman. It is just like to, to put a dead body in the coffin. You cannot put the women in the coffin, but you can cover their bodies and force them to stay at home. When you cover their bodies uh, in the society and force the woman to stay at home, it practically means that you have buried them alive. So. This was the agenda of the kings and priests of the monotheistic religions. Uh, therefore, they first of all, they had to remove Ishtar as the god and give her post to, to a god of death. And on earth, they will rule for the god of death and they, they will enslave the women and they will bury the women alive. I will start this historical discussion from the very ancient times, but uh, please don't get bored because the effects of the enslavement of women has lasted until uh, now, until the present day. And even in the present day, you cannot say that women are free even in the Western world, the women are not as free as they have been at the time of Ishtar because the she-devil is still buried alive. She is not free. And when she is not free, the women of the world are not free. So if we are starting the story from the very ancient times, which are the ancient Egypt and ancient Sumer, uh, I, I wish you will follow me because the effects of the same story continues until the present day. First, let's discuss Egypt. In the ancient Egypt, the two lovers, the dual deities of the Magi, are Isis and Osiris. They are a brother and a sister. The sister is love and life, and the brother Osiris is the moon god, just like our model. But uh, as we said, the king priests or pharaohs of that time had to make a single male god. What they did was they simply said, let's make Isis pregnant. At that time, there was Set, who was another brother of Osiris, and he was the god of death. 
but uh, all people of ancient Egypt knew that uh, Set is the god of death, and no pharaoh of Egypt was able to put the crown of Set on his head. Therefore, it was not possible to pronounce Set as the god, but actually Set was the god of the pharaohs. So, what they did, they said, if Isis becomes pregnant, then he will give birth to a son. According to the new mythology of Egypt, Set had a fight with Osiris. Osiris died, and uh, after his death with magic, uh, <coughs> Isis produced a penis of uh, Osiris, and she got pregnant, and she gave birth to Horus. Horus, this way, inherited all signs and symbols of deity signs, from his father and from his mother, and Horus became the deity. This way, a very smooth transfer of power happened without not even not a single drop of uh, bloodshed. And uh, Horus became the god, and Isis and Osiris were removed with this simple story. Maybe that's why the Magi don't believe in inheritance. We don't believe in any inheritance. And in the ancient Egypt, Magi didn't accept this solution of the uh, pharaohs and the priests. Uh, the Magi continued uh, worshipping the dual deities Isis and Osiris. Uh, and uh, as we discussed before, the she-devil was a cow. In Hebrew, it is called Pega, uh, Paga. And uh, in later on, Romans uh, called these followers of the Pega uh, pagans. And we as Persians called this Paga or Par. We called her Per, and that's why we are called Persians. We believe she is a bird. Anyways, after what happened to Isis in Egypt, according to the pharaohs, she gave birth to a son, Horus, and the pharaohs crowned themselves in the name of Horus, and Osiris died. And Isis continued just like a mother queen, an old mother queen who is retired and uh, has a non-erotic love to her son. And by time, this her character as the god will fade away and everything will remain for Horus. In next episode, we will discuss about uh, the Sumer civilization. Thank you for watching.